let's talk with them. Let's see what what's on their mind. Let's see what's going on with their life and everything. And then most of the children would say that we don't understand this going on. We have problems. We have issues. We have concerns. We have uh, things that's bothering us. Well, what's bothering you? But they can't put their finger on it. And we as adults and we as parents supposed to like be a foresight, be forewarned and be a prophet, being a prophet to our children to understand and to know in advance how they're feeling because we're supposed to get to know them. We're supposed to know their emotions, know what's going on and then how they're functioning because we are the one to raise them up. But as it's, as we goes around, we understand and know that most parents didn't have that education, that understanding of the children, not the education as far as the school education goes, but the education as far as knowing their children, knowing how to teach them, knowing how to train them, how to lead them, how to guide them, how to give them understanding, even how to discipline them and how to correct them and with discipline also and how to maybe like show them what's going on. They talk sometimes about this and that. They talk about what's going on in life. But then, are you really explaining and educating your child to the facts of life, to the ports of life, and to the value of life? Are you really understanding and explaining to your child what is about, what life is all about? Or are they learning from someone else? Because we know a few days ago, a few days ago, who that is, that we were talking about how the television, oh, the magic box and the, the ignorant box and all they call this thing, about how the kids were watching TV, the cartoons especially, and then they would grow up. Like the, car, the, the television was the babysitter. Mostly from the single parents first beginning to get involved with raising children. They didn't know jack. And what happened? The system didn't teach them. The older one didn't teach them. Uh, the church didn't teach them much anyway. Every once in a while, they come up with a little idea or something like that. But did they have a real focus? Did they have these meetings and campfire meetings and, and, uh, and, and webinars and all this stuff to teach and help these young girls, young ladies to care for their children? The only thing that the system was doing was say, well, if we see a man at your house, if he have his clothes there, you might get kicked off the state. You might get kicked off of, off of support. You might do this. You might have this to happen to you. But in the meantime, what about the children? Well, we give you enough money to take care of your children. Go shopping. Well, here's shopping. The child maybe now at age where they're picky. You don't know how to encourage them to eat. Uh, healthy food that you apply, supply for them. Well, you get food stamped and you supposed to do this and you supposed to do that. You talk to your mother or your father just like talking to anybody like that? Well, they get the money from the state because uh, my father pays child support. And all of these things go over and round and round and around they go. So therefore, the child grows up. Grows up. And then he is completely 
oblivious to everything and anything. He knows nothing. Uh, so you give him something to pacify his time. Maybe um, Xbox or some kind of game or a telephone. Now, they had telephone back in those days too, but not way back in those days. We're talking about uh, lately up towards this era of the time, right? And they could call. They had the music, and they would play the music sometime. But then the music started getting that away. You know what I mean? But the, mostly the game, mostly uh, the television. And you get them into try to interest the stuff on television. But what's interesting? Nothing. But now you're tired. You had to work all day. You had to slave all day. You had to do things that you didn't want to do, especially the the single mothers. And you sometimes you mess around or you have a mistake or a situation or affair and here come another baby by somebody else and it and it blows your mind it's like oh wow here I go again so now there's another mouth there's another situation and so now the aggravation now it's uh, stress now it's depression now all this uh, situation that's come about that put you in another stressful mood another stressful mood methodology so what do you do you keep pushing you keep trying you keep trying and then you keep crying but now no one is there to help you no one is there to take care of your emotions as a as a parent as a mother as a mother so now your children are left without structure when you try to give them a little structure don't do this don't do that uh, you try to t- teach them a little bit about obedience, but what obedience are you telling them? Well, don't play with knives, don't play with guns, don't play with uh, matches, this and that other. You better have this house clean, and you better, 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 better do this, better do that, this and that other, and it's not done. So you fuss a little bit, and then you're going about the bed, it's going about the bed. You do it yourself. Well, I'll do it. You know what I mean? You don't even have to now just start doing it. And the child is like, oh, okay, now I don't have to do it. Now I know how to maneuver mom. So now the child is going through some situations. Now as the child grows, as the child grows up more and more, they have troubles and problems at school. They're not really getting the education, not really doing the homework. You don't teach them how to do the homework because you are tired yourself. You've been close quartered. You've been situated in the situation and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, people on the job is giving you a hard time. Uh, your, your boss is giving you a hard time. And you're not really making that much money. But here comes the state. Well, we give you some subs, uh, been subsidized, this and that other. You know, you're on Section 8. You don't have to pay that much money. So now you want to relax. You want to let your hair down a little bit. So you have another friend, another friend to come by. Here come another baby sometime. So the next thing you know, you have four baby drama. Wow, wow, four, four baby daddy dramas. Anyway, so sometimes things can happen really, really mess up in that regard. So what do you do? Keep on pushing. Keep on uh, getting busy with the situation. Keep on living. Keep on living. But now your child is going through some troubles. You're going through some changes because the child is outside the house. He's going to school, been picked on, been bullied sometime, been messed over or talked about. 
because the child doesn't have all of the, uh, the accessories, all the styles and everything that some of the other people have. In. And they are just as bad off as the child is, but they have maneuvered, they have learned some stuff. And it's like, how did they get that? And how did they do that? Well, we notice that sometimes that child prostitution and child endangerment, child steals, child do this, child do that, child maneuvers. Well, my child don't do that. My child is this, my child is a straight A student. No, it's not. No, it's not. But in the meantime, we learn and we let the child grow up. The television is no longer a babysitter. The street is the babysitter. And as the street is the babysitter, there's so much endangerment out there. And then we try to push into the situation where it's, well, what are we doing? What are we going to do? How can we handle this? How can we fix this? How can we fix this? Now your child is beginning to be a teenager. A teenager. A teenager. And now the system is saying that, well, your child is not really learning anything in school, but no child left behind, so we have to really promote them. We have to promote them. No, you don't. But the mother is not saying anything. The father is sometimes in and out, but the father has nothing to say anymore because now the mother is bitter, the mother is estranged, the mother is angry, the mother is frustrated. She don't want to hear nothing from no daddy. So he has nothing to say unless he come up with some money. If he come up with some money, he still doesn't have anything to say because what he said rolls right off like the water on the duck's back. So now, the father is not really paying too much attention to what's going on in the house. The father does not have any, any idea of what's going on in the house. The father sometimes doesn't even know the child. Well, that's my daddy, that's my son, that's my daughter. Okay, that's it. What reaction, what interaction are you having with your children, man? Or are you really a true man? Or are you just there making babies and this is going on about your business? And this is what's happening too much and so long and for forever. So therefore, we just keep keep trying to get through to the, to the mindset of these people, these parents. Blaming the system for this, blaming the system for that. No, let's unify. Let's get our mind together first. Teach, speak, and know. How about the society? We don't have that social connection like we had in the old days, in the old, old, old days. Well, they had that problem, they had their issue there. Yeah, but they were more together. They were unified in a group. It was a village then. Even though some of the people in the village was acting stupid. But, come to find out, they got it together. When something came up, came about, the people that were acting crazy, acting stupid, was right there in the midst, right there in the thick, thick of things. In the thick of things, doing what they're supposed to do, doing what they have to do. And then they had a thing about minding their business, not being a gossiper, not being a backbiter, not being a, a tell, tell, tell or whatever and spreading stuff all over the place. 
then sometimes they did, but it was like very few, very few. So anyway, we're back to the child. Now, what are we doing with these child, these children that are out there? Now they're facing trouble, they're facing trial, they're facing situations, they're facing storms of life. They're facing decisions that they're not able or equipped to make. So the street is telling them to do this, do that. And sometimes they're following the street sign. They're following uh, the people who are on the street and in the street. So what are you doing? How can you get your child to, to understand and to know that the street can kill you? It's not like before, well, then you hear these dumb, ah, yes, I said dumb, and crazy secessionist situation. Well, they gotta learn their own way. Uh, they gotta make their own mistakes. But don't you understand that making a mistake today is not like making a mistake in the past. You made a mistake in the past sometime, you might get your behind beat kicked or whatever. But to make a mistake today, you in the grave most of the time. You don't make mistakes today as you did before. As you did before. You make a mistake today, they may never see you again. They pick you up today, they take you away, you become a sex slave, you can become this, you become that, and then you can become dead, and your body harvests for your organs. Yes, organ harvesting is a big business today. So, therefore, therefore, pay attention to your children. Know your children and then wake up and be a part of your child's life. Understand what they're going through. Understand. Give them that clarity so that they'll know that what you say is business, what you say is for real, what you say is important. It's very important. Because if they don't understand what you're saying and, and, and to listen to what you're saying, then there's no discipline. There's no uh, unity. There is no truth, no hope for them. They just hear you. So teaching them how to be obedient, just like you tell them when they were really young, uh, don't play with the toys, don't play with matches, don't do this, don't do that. The same thing as they grow older. Don't do this, don't do that. Well, they always fussing. Well, stop fussing so much. But what you say, said, and mean it, be structural. Be very structural. Be confident in what you're saying to your children. Let them know that this is life. This is real life. A young man should have no, okay, getting beat up. And he laughing because he want to be tough. And they beating him. I mean, they are beating him. He don't realize they could kill him. But they beating him for real. Even though they're not they're not intentionally trying to kill him. But don't you know that one lick in the wrong way can take you out of here? Too many kids in the wrong place can take you out of here? They don't understand that. All they want to do is punch, punch, punch and beat. Making them tough. You don't get tough like that. And being tough is like make you go into situations where 
Your life is on the line. Your life is very much on the line. So therefore, wonderful people, think about these things. You know, know where your child is. Know what they're doing. Explain things to them. Don't be like uh, some people that's online, right? Sometimes they get too close to their children, and especially the single single parents, they can get too close and far in the wrong way. And then they come up with appropriate and inappropriate action and activities and touches and this and that and the other. Okay, we understand that. But what is appropriate and what is inappropriate? Where people are saying things, people are talking, judging, criticizing. But don't you understand and know that that all sin is the same? The wages of sin is death. So what is appropriate or uh, what is inappropriate is still wrongdoing. So they're looking at you. So lead by example. How are you going to tell your child to do something that's really right and critical for their life and their living when you're doing something that is totally against the will, that is totally out in left field, that is totally against regulation. So they're looking at you like you're a hypocrite. So when you're a hypocrite, are they really listening to you? Are they really looking at you in a, in a positive way like, oh, this is my mom, this is my dad, this and that and other? No. They're looking at you like, yeah, you just here paying the rent. You just here uh, providing a space at a table. You just here providing a bed. And then you just here. So that way, that way, when things go down, when things go wrong, we look at them in such a way Whereas you don't want to believe, you don't want to believe your parents. You don't want to even know your parents because you don't know their parents. And the parents don't know you. Just like the parents don't know each other when they, even when they're together sometimes. Get to know each other. Get to know your children. Get to know uh, yourself even. Look in that mirror. We sometimes we forget to look in the mirror. And then when we see what we see, and we're like, oh, no, we didn't. No use. Yes, you did. Because what's in that mirror is the truth. Because the truth cannot be hidden. And the truth will come to play with you and on you. And the truth will set you free. So, therefore, understand and know what the truth is all about. Understand and know that this is happening in life today. In life today. But first, you know, sometimes we hear things. And, okay, we get into a situation. And it hurt. Maybe a fight or fall or something. And you get hurt, okay? And you go to your parents and say, I hurt myself. And it hurt bad. You crying. Why are you crying for us? You be quiet. Don't cry. Okay, you can tell your child not to cry. You can tell your child it's going to be all right. You can tell your child just cool down. And, you know, it's just be uh, calm down. We're going to help you. We take care of it. We're gonna, it's going to be healed, da-da-da, all that good stuff. But then, most of the time, sometime, a lot of time, when the child comes to you with a hurt, a pain, oh, you go up and down and up and down and up and down, make the child wish he never thought about coming to you for nothing. And that's not the way, it's not a good thing to do to explain to, them, to your child. 
You've been taught that, okay, have faith. Speak those things that are not as though they are, okay? Believing, that's faith. So how are you going to tell your child about uh, it's going to be all right, it's going to be healed, this and that other, and the way you're talking, the way you sounding, the way you're cursing, the way you're demanding, the way you aggravated because now you got to take some time off to go to, to the ER, you got to go to the clinic, uh, now you got to go take care of this wound, you don't want to be bothered. That hurts. That hurts deeply and seriously. So now, now the child have to go through this aggravation of listening to you. Now the child have to be healed and the pain still hurt. It hurt. A pain is a pain and a hurt is hurt no matter what. So stop acting like, well, you got to be tough. You're going to be rough. You get into a fight. You get into a scrimmage. You get into this. No. Sometimes telling the child the truth and even if it's not really the truth it's a faith thing okay but one story we're going to tell you right quick about a faith thing faith thing Thomas Edison the great inventor of the light bulb great inventor of different things right he came from school one day with a note the teacher told him give this note to your mother nobody else but your mother and Thomas gave the note to his mother. He said, for you to read it, because the teacher said, only you can read it. So the mother opened the note up, and she read it. And she told Thomas that, that your child is so smart. He's a genius. And therefore, it'd be better for you to homeschool, because we don't have teachers here in this school that's able to teach him. So maybe it would be better for you to homeschool him because he's such a genius. And that's what she told the Thomas. That's what she told Thomas Edison. He grew up to invent many things. He grew up not giving up. He made a mistake. He tried again, over and over again, because his mother homeschooled him in, in whatever the math, the English, the science, all that good stuff. Thomas Edison became a great inventor. But then his mother passed away. When his mother passed, he was going through her stuff sometime, and he saw this note in one of her dresser drawers at Tech. And he opened up the note. He said, Oh, here's a note. This must be the note that the, that the teacher gave, my, gave me to give to my mother a long time ago. And the note says that your child as a learning disability and we cannot teach him anything because he's not going to learn anything please do not send him back to school what Thomas Edison now he has invented he's grown up he is a he's an intelligent person but his mother told him that and this is why we have to tell our children you're going to be all right tell them something positive tell them something that's good and structural Tell them something that they can lean on, but then show them, show them value. Show them wisdom and understanding. Let them know that just because you are not with everybody else or you're not all that you got or all that you can get, it's going to be all right because you're going to be a wonderful person. You're going to be a strong, strong person. You are a strong person. You are a loving person. You have this, you have the talent to do this, you have the talent to do that. 
encourage them from the inside. And this is what happens so much sometimes when we fail, we fail to encourage our children. We fail to give them structure the way it's supposed to be done. So let's give them that structure. Let's help them out and then be with them. When they come home, they say, did you do your homework? Yeah, we did the homework. Where is it? <laughs> Where is it? Oh, oh, it's okay. It's over there. Uh, I'm going to turn it in tomorrow. It's all good. Let me see it. Well, a lot of homework that the parents don't even understand it because, like, I had problems and issues with some of that stuff they be having in school. But uh, show me how they did this, how you, how you come to this, this conclusion. I act like I know, but I didn't know. And they had to show me. And like, oh, okay. But the second time around, I knew now, you know what I mean? It's not right. It's over there. So go over it. Let's see. Give them a little extra homework. Give them a little, okay, well, do this problem over here. How would you do this problem? Show the value of it. Let them know that they could be uh, geniuses. Let them know that they could be top notches. But no, we let them do what they want to do, go where they want to go, say what they want to say, and then, and then, Back, the back end of the whole situation, the child doesn't learn. And today's children, today's children need that structure. They need that learning ability. They need that love. They need that nourishment, nurturing. They need compassion. They need understanding. They need growth. And to help them to grow even more. Children are hurting. They're committing suicide because of situation. They're longing to laugh. They're longing to live. And they want to live more and more. So therefore, wonderful people, we can understand and see the value of what we're trying to do and where we're going with this. So let us come to understand and to know that our children are in crisis. And we should understand to know that the grave prison and suicide is not the answer because these are our leaders for tomorrow and not only tomorrow we have to start training them today for tomorrow well tomorrow never come tomorrow is not promised we understand all of that we understand all of that but the child doesn't understand it let him prepare for tomorrow let her prepare for tomorrow and then as we wind down for today we want to pick this up again so that we are understanding to know that our children are valuable. Our children are a gift. A gift. They were loaned to us as a gift. So what are you doing with a good gift? A valuable gift. You take care of it. Take care of it. So therefore, before you go out and hurt yourself or hurt a child or either um, mistreat a child to degrade a child to push that child into Neverland and, and all these other places that you don't want to want to go yourself let's come to straighten it up look in the mirror look in the mirror we've seen so much time that the parents are not doing what they're supposed to do with their children so but let's work on that Work on that. And then when we see you again, 
we want to understand and to know a little bit more and a little bit better that we can uh, change a little thing. We can change a few things. We can change a lot of things. But look, one change at a time is good. We can change more. One step at a time is good. But let's not stop slow walking. Step up the step a little bit so the child can catch up and pick up the speed so a child can learn faster than you think they can. So let's go into that situation. So in the meantime, wonderful people, thank you for being with us. And this is Michael Jones. People in love. Ah, people, the letter N, L-O-V-E, at your service. People in love, Jones. Find us on YouTube. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. Excel in love. And also on my podcast, People in Love and Excel in Love. On where podcasts are exciting and understanding. Know these things and let's explain this to each and every one of us so that we'll share this out and let people know that our children are so valuable and so wonderful to us and for us. In the meantime, I hope to see you again tomorrow at this time, okay? Take care, be blessed, and be blessed as we wind down to know that this is a wonderful thing to do.
20 years later, well, we don't say that, we'll say one day, where the, the wife now, house, water house, job, career, children, the whole nine, cars, everything, right? So, the wife wakes up one morning, and her husband's not next to her early, early, early in the morning, and like, where is he? What's going on? Maybe go to the bathroom. So, she checked the bathroom. He's not there in the bathroom. So, she runs through the house, goes downstairs. He's sitting at the breakfast table and drinking a cup of coffee because she smelled the aroma of the coffee before she even got to the kitchen. Like, what's going on here? You know, he's made up a pot of coffee to sit down at and eating a bagel or croissant or something like that. And he was just laying back, sitting back, relaxing. So she said, what's going on? What's the matter? He said, oh, nothing much. Then he said, wait a minute. You remember how we got together and how uh, your father gave me an ultimatum about marrying you? She said, yeah, I remember that, that situation that night. He said, my father came out with a shotgun. Yeah. And he said, and that shotgun did something. Because it put me in that position, it put the situation where I had to make a choice. And I had to make a choice right then and there as to what to do. He said, and today is my 20th year. I'm out of jail today. You know what I mean? So, anyway, they talked, they laughed about it a little bit. So, but anyway, the point of it is that he had 20 years of association with his wife. 20 years from I say from 18 to what, 38 now? And he produced, he maneuvered. He came to a place of maturity within those 20 years because uh, I don't know if the father was still living or not, they didn't say, but the point of it is that he had a choice of facing that shotgun or facing that jail cell. And then he said, no, he faced the got gone and got married, got situated. So this is what happens so many times with other young men. Sometimes they've been put in a position of a situation where they have to take a chance, take a authority, they have to take a hold of a situation. Because something happened. Maybe the father or the died or the whoever was in charge crossed over. And now they have to step up. Up. And so we see too many times that our young men are not stepping up in a lot of places whereas they did before. And then sometimes even now they are like placed in a position to step up. In order to step up, they had to become the provider. They had to become the defender. They had to become uh, the comforter. They had to become uh, the place of just knowing how to do things, how to negotiate the financial situation they had to move and maneuver the place because not being prepared a lot of time so they had to go ask questions they had to think they had to research they had to do a lot of things in order to keep things uh, moving and keep things going in the right direction so when we're talking about raise up a child the way it should go when you get older we're not the part but sometimes Sometimes a child is put in that position, put in that situation where it's either 
do or die, sink or swim. So many times, in order to survive, you got to start to swim in jail. So, this is what happened to this young man. And this is what happened to so many of the young men out there today. So, sometimes under fire cause you to do things that you would never think about before. So sometimes we like come from different situations, different homes, uh, family style, the situation and conditions and stuff that, well, we don't want to take that chance, we don't do this, don't do that. And we make babies, we don't take care of them, we don't see the babies, we don't know the babies. And when they get grown, get older, oh well, too late now. No, my brother, it's never too late. Go back and make a mess to your children. Go back and know your children. Go back and, and get reintroduced to your children. Even if you don't have a situation of a, a, a relationship with their mother, know your child. Raise up your child. Speak to your child. Get to know your child. Get to know the situation that hurting them. Get to know the situation that makes them uh, want to ask questions. So, this is what this guy had to do. He had to ask questions. His father-in-law was right there, right there on his case, but he didn't mind. He didn't mind because, after all, look how he got into that situation. Look at what he happened. So, too many times, we let that little flesh, that little situation, that little so-called, oh, I'm in love, that little feeling, get in our way of how we're supposed to do things. So, we're just here to encourage each other today. Not to let life and life situation, lifestyle, get involved with our living condition, get involved with our uh, future. Know that there is a hope. Oh, know that there's a situation that's going about. Know that we have the confidence and the strength to stand in these days. But sometimes we're going to make mistakes. Sometimes we're going to have failures. Sometimes we're going to face a storm that's going to be a little overwhelming. Sometimes we might have to... Um, there are a couple of words that, that may not sound too good, but then make a mess. That's what you call forgiveness. That's what you call uh, being committed. Know that commitment. Know discipline. Know value. Know how to say trust. And confidence, not just confidence, but know that in a, having a relationship, you have to have that commitment. Committed commitment in order to be faithful, in order to be faithful. So you didn't go in there all knowing, all situation, all prepared. No, he was out there in the backseat of his car being prepared for life and didn't even know it because the circumstances and situation brought him to that place. And that's why so many times that we come into that place where it's we're caught between a rock and two hard places. We're caught uh, with nothing. Going from ground zero to rebuild, to reboot, to restructure. And this is what happens sometimes. That's why we have to think, we have to meditate, we have to pray. We have to really uh, have that uh, knowledge, not only say the knowledge, but we learn every day, every day, every hour of what, how, when, and who are we going to trust? So we know who to trust. Oh, yeah. But in the meantime, knowing that the value of life, 
more important than where we came from. Because as we travel forward and go forward, then we'll know even more how we can get through the situation, get over the situation, go over the bridge, over the troubled water. Sometimes you have to go up high, high. Go up to where the eagles fly. Sometimes you have to go looking different and more than the average person. Sometimes you just have to stick it out. Sometimes you have to sit down and think about things. Think about the situation. Know who you are. Know what you're about. But then learn. Keep learning. Keep exploring. And keep trying. And keep traveling. Going forward at all times. And have that, that vision. Have that vision. Have that confidence. Speaking those things that are not as though they are. But you don't have faith at first. You have to learn faith. And it's a learning situation in life. Just because you're there in that place where you had to start in a situation where ah, out of a troubled, troubled environment, a troubled situation, now what are you going to do? Keep going. Keep going. Keep trying. Ah, have the determination that you're going to make it. Have that determination that you're going to prepare and protect. And then have the determination that you're going to make the best of this day and every day. And this is what we are about in life and life goals. So with that in mind, wonderful people, I just want to come by just to encourage you. Just because you don't have a silver spoon in your mouth, just because you uh, wasn't built to that situation where you had a mentor, a trainer, a coach, and your daddy and granddaddy was so nice and wonderful to teach you all these good things. Sometimes you have to come out of that wilderness experience, come off of that desert, come out of the battlefield, and then know that I have to do this. Know that you take the right choice. Rather than to be in jail, sitting down, going through some changes there, get on that battlefield, go to work. Do the work that you're supposed to do. And then you'll be surprised when you put your trust, put your hope, put your confidence in the right place and the right person. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to keep going. You're going to keep moving up. Yes, it might be hard. Yeah, it says it's going to be hard. It'll be. But then again, that's what life is about. The trust factor. Yes, discipline. Confidence. Ah, the willingness to make those mistakes and then correct those mistakes. Yes, keep going, keep moving up. So with that in mind, thank you for being with us again today. And thank you for, for holding on. Thank you for sharing. And yes, come on, please. Share this out. Let somebody know that there is hope. There is hope. And just because the young man uh, make a mistake, not only make a mistake, but a bad judgment. Uh, maybe something happened to him. Maybe he had to go up under fire in order to be mature. So be it. So be it. But don't give up your life. Don't give up your, uh, how you call it, your situation. Whereas you take a chance on losing your life. But no, hold to your life. But then build on the goodness of your life. And it's going to be alright. It's going to be alright. So, thank you for being with us. Uh, like I said, share this. Come over to YouTube. 
And then join us. Yes, join us. We're also on Instagram and also on Twitter and Facebook. Yes, you'll find us. All right, now go to People in Love. All right? And we'll see you soon and very soon because we're going to have it.